This is an excerpt from Your Turn, Chapter 5, Cures for Pandemics and Alpha Players, or Lessons from Playing Pandemic, which is a board game, a cooperative board game. So I'm skipping to the end of the section. Ultimately, the best solution to the alpha player problem isn't based on picking the right rules. It is based on picking the right teammates. In a game of alpha players, nobody is an alpha player. Similarly, if everyone is new to a game, players can stumble happily along as a team, making mistakes together and learning lessons about how to win on the next attempt. Even a table that contains both expert players and neophytes does not have to fall victim to the alpha player problem. I am not a huge fan of the original pandemic because I am insufferably alpha at the tabletop, that is. And I do not like having to choose between being passively unhelpful or actively ruining my friend's enjoyment by telling them their correct moves. So I was worried when I set out on the epic multi-game campaign of Pandemic Legacy with two friends who made for a bit of a mixed group. One member does not have much confidence at games, and one is perhaps even more alpha than I am. But strangely, that initially unpromising chemistry turned out to be our key to success. Because our group had not one but two alphas, we would end up arguing about this or that move, trying to persuade the other that one <clears throat> that one were correct and the other was mistaken. In effect, we were performing for our third teammate, who, after hearing both sides, would feel well-informed and reasonably confident in making decisions. This is not an airport rack business book to show you how to get the most out of your employees, improve staff morale, or reduce friction within your organization. But playing games really can provide important lessons for people running companies. In particular, cooperative games such as Pandemic teach us that group dynamics can get more complicated, not less when people are trying to cooperate rather than compete. This is important because most businesses, NGOs, government agencies, social clubs, and even families can be thought of in some way as cooperative projects, even if real life tends to lack the well-defined rules and victory conditions you would find in a cooperative board game. Like players in a cooperative game, close colleagues may end up struggling with the balance between the ruthless pursuit of short-term performance and the long-term effort to enhance their colleagues' skills and sense of engagement. Too much of the former and the company becomes a haven for alphas but alienates everyone else. Too much of the latter and the company might have trouble satisfying its clients, even as it develops a great reputation for in-house vocational mentorship. In most organizations, there are unwritten rules that govern the desired mix, much like the play contract at the tabletop. These rules go a long way toward defining an organization's culture. If you are going to join up, you will probably want to make sure that your own values are congruent, whether it is a multinational corporation making widgets or just a few friends gathered around a game board trying to save the human race from extinction. So that's the end of the chapter. Once again, that's an excerpt from Your Turn, Chapter 5, A Cure for Pandemics and Alphas. And this uh, book was brought to my attention since I'm a reader of Quillette, which is an online magazine. Uh, And one of the co-authors of this book 
uh, is a games researcher who is the Canadian editor for that magazine. Uh, and the other co-author is, um, uh, she works at Snakes and Lattes, which is a, uh, a games cafe, tabletop boards, board game cafe. That section stood out to me because I uh, have played some tabletop games myself and uh, in particular have been playing a lot of uh, diplomacy lately. I guess I should mention I have played Pandemic and I've also played another game called Robinson Crusoe, which is a pretty cool cooperative board game where you're trying to survive on an island with other players um, in a survival setting. Survive in a survival setting. <laughs> um, and what I've noticed is what the author notices is that an alpha player, if they want to satisfy the game of playing the game sincerely to win, um, but also encouraging others to have agency, that there becomes an issue between those two goals. And so one must be sacrificed for the other or there must be some kind of balance. Um, and she brings up this concept at the very end of the chapter showing that if there's at least two alphas in her game of three players, that that actually turns out to be okay because those alphas provide much needed information for that new player and the new player can be given space to make his or her decision. So the agency and autonomy is not taken away from the new player, uh, which is what probably makes for a bad experience. If I lose a game and I didn't get to make any choices, then I feel like my destiny was stolen from me. I'd rather fail, but have it be under my own volition, my own will. And that's something that I think is really powerful about uh, what this particular author is noticing around games um, in both competitive and collaborative environments. And I think I will leave it at that. Thank you for joining 5 a.m. reading.